My agent called, he said he got some interest in my script I'm glad I didn't tell him that I never finished it I got my cast of characters and outline for the plot I even got a famous classic case of writer's block Get it out of my head 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 Get it out of your head And onto the page Get it out of your head And onto the page Get it out of your head And onto the page Get it out of your head And onto the page Welcome to On the Page. This is the podcast that answers all of your questions about the craft and business of screenwriting. My name is Pilar Alessandra, and I'm the instructor and screenwriting consultant here at On the Page. Joining me as podcast producer is Adeep Desai. Hello. Hello, Adeep. Hey. Let's jump to our to our very special guest okay. here, who's going to introduce our other very special guest. Oh yeah. We have with us to introduce his father. Xander Stolberg. Hello, Xander. Nice to see you. Hi. How old are you, Xander? I am eight years old, and my birthday is January 24th. Congratulations. You know, I knew you when you were just a good idea. Do you know that? (laughs) Yeah. So uh, it's really, really nice to see you here. Um, I was wondering if you could tell me a little bit about what your dad, Josh Stolberg, does. He's going to be a guest on the show. Maybe you can tell everybody a little bit about him. Well, he's a director. He writes movies sometimes, and he normally kills my mom and all of them. So. Oh yeah, I noticed he did. <laughs> yeah. He did. Was that weird for? Did you did you watch that um, on screen or off screen? Well, because because I'm eight, I'm normally scared of how my dad kills um, my mom. Yeah. So like sticking her head in the garbage Think, disposal yeah. yeah yeah and killing her with a sword in your head that Just, wasn't nice that yeah. wasn't nice at all but then she gets back at him by being a zombie right and scaring yeah. him so it all it all works out yeah now you were actually in uh one of his movies called crawl space yeah and you were playing i think you were the hero of the movie if i remember right it was kind of all about you when you Me say and sort of Raleigh. Is it, okay, all right. Well, no, sorry. Raleigh was n- mostly the main person, but I was too. You, you yeah. did a great job in that. How was it working with your dad as a director? Was he really bossy or was he fun? Both at the same time. <laughs> Got it. Got it. So um, was there a time where you were just like, hey, leave me alone. Let me act. I'm talent here. Were you ever like that? Well, not exactly like that, mm-hmm. but just like I know what to say. Stop telling me over and over what to say. God, I annoying, know what right? to say after once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so tell me, do you think that you have uh, an acting or a writing or a directing career ahead of you? Well, so-so. So-so. Which, which one do you think that you love the, the most, or is it had nothing to do with those things, and maybe you want to be a baseball player? I want to be a baseball player, uh-huh. but like I, I, I like movies, and I, like it, I, I, my brother's writing a movie right now. Really? really? So um, I now sort of want to write a movie. 
but normally all the things that I want to do is baseball. So like baseball movie or uh, yeah, baseball movies. Why not? Yeah. Why not? Very cool. So do you think that after you have written your baseball movie, you would come back as a guest on the show? Might please. He's already too okay. big for you. I, think. I know. I know. I've got. Maybe we'll be paying our guests by then. Okay. So if you if I give you a hundred dollars, would you come and be a guest on the show? Dude, he's just, he's a tough one, right? Deep. Okay, think about it. Have your agent call me, okay? His agent's going to take 10%, so he has to ask for more. No, okay, so this is what I want you to say now. Introducing... Josh Stolberg. Thank you, Xander. Okay, we are going to put Xander's dad, Josh Stolberg, on mic. Xander, you were awesome. Thanks, really, buddy. really appreciate it. I wish all our guests were that good. I know. <laughs> I know. And that cute. You know? They're never that cute. Yeah. yeah. Well, he is a cutie. Yeah. And, and extremely talented. Extremely articulate. You, you, did, you oh, did good, he's Josh. He's a pain in the butt. <laughs> you don't know him at home. Okay, so he's is putting it, is, on a good is, face. Is your is your mic up to your level now? Yeah. Is it is it? Does it sound good? That Am sounds I all right? good. good. Yeah. Good. Just just. Stay Do we get to hear the music? Well, oh no, you can't hear the music till what? It, we're in pose. No. Do you come on. It? Do you want to sing it? Get it out of your head and, and onto, onto the page. Get, get it out, out of your head. head. I love that song. Yeah, I do too. I have it's to say, awesome. I, after all this time, when I'm listening to it even, <laughs> I'm just like, that's really fun. It's, it's lasted. It has. You know? And people still write in and yeah. say uh, that they love it or they can't get it out of their head. Right. Yeah. Which, is <laughs> which is the ironic bug yeah. of the whole thing. <laughs> Josh, this is Josh Stolberg's third time being on the show. He is an old, old friend of mine, um, which is why I get a kick out of the fact that I, he even has children, let alone <laughs> they're now on my show. <laughs> um, and uh, and Josh, boy, uh, your credits have. Bleh, I mean, I, I have I have this this huge bio in front of me, and I did print it out, and now it's it was too late. So I don't know. Here we go. Yeah, you tell me some of your stuff. Kids uh, yeah. in America. Good luck, Chuck. Well, Keep yeah, going. I've done I've done you know I've I've got a lot of different uh, parts of my career. You know, I do indie movies that I. Love to to write and direct. Um, I think I was on your show right after I'd finished Conception, which was a little uh, r- romantic comedy indie that I did. Um, and then I do, you know, studio stuff. Uh, some of the films I've had made are Piranha 3D, which I wrote, Sorority Row, another horror movie. I'm a really big horror nerd. Um, and uh, and then I've done Good Luck Chuck, and then I've got a bunch of movies in development at the studios, you know, uh, To Catch a Thief remake and... Uh, the Spellman Files. Uh, there's a Todd Phillips uh, produced project called uh, Manwich. Um, oh, I remember Manwich. Yeah, yeah, Manwich. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I uh, I wrote uh, um, the, the I wrote the script that got turned into Evan Almighty that we lost credit on, which is a crazy that was story. A we might have even talked. About remember, story. That I was remember. I remember that yeah. podcast. Yeah, yes. yeah. I remember yeah. That oh my vividly. god. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, I stay busy. You know, I uh, it's 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 a great career. It's a you know, great career. I was watching the first season of Orange Is the New Black. Did yes. you see? Did I you see? Good did. Luck Chuck on and there? and the crazy thing is, Genji, I coached her son on Little League. <laughs> At that time, and I was oh like, "Oh my god!" And I saw, saw the first episode where they basically spend the second half of the entire episode making fun of Good Luck Chuck. Yeah. They yeah. weren't making fun of it; they were all laughing to it. Everybody, they were making this movie. fun. They were told they it were. was like the only person that can appreciate this movie are you know felons. Yeah, 
<laughs> uh, but there's but this yeah. really touching scene. This is where where uh, uh, the lead and Crazy Eyes bond because mm-hmm. she actually gives her part of her uh, earbuds so that yes. she can hear the movie. It's a very sweet yes, scene. Yes, it is. And everybody's just laughing their their butt yeah. off. Too. No, 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 no. I, 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 I that that was it's that was very very nice to see. And you know what? I love even when people are kind of poking fun. You know, I uh, it was really funny. I was reading about Good Luck Chuck. Um, you know, you get you get reviews, and some of them are good, and some of them are bad. But one of my favorite for Good Luck Chuck. This is like two months after the movie had opened, and you're re- just reading like the food section, and in, in the newspaper, you're not expecting to get like kicked in the butt. You know, <laughs> reading the food section, and there was a review for I guess Domino's had just put out an Oreo pizza. And in the review, the review, the opening was like, this is the worst pizza ever. This is the good luck Chuck of food. Oh, my God. And I'm like, are you kidding? Like, just like, just That's not nice. It's not nice at all. That just came out of nowhere. I know, I know. Besides... I'm pretty sure Oreo pizza is awesome. So yeah, exactly. There exactly. You go. There's nothing there wrong with Oreo plus pizza. But actually, you know what? Let, let's talk a little bit about that because, look, you work. You work and you work and you work. I have known you for 25. 20, yeah. Whoa. Yeah. 20, I don't know. How old am I? Oh, forget how don't old I even, am. I've known go. you for 20 years yes. at least, okay? Yes. I have never seen you not working when Josh wants to do something he just does it and it was no surprise to any of us that he just Mm. made a career in writing and directing and keeps at it you you know and you have written all genres and gotten some knocks how do you feel about what you do I love it like I there's nothing that I would rather do than than write and direct I mean it's it's I, I found what I love and to wake up every morning and to be doing something that you love. I mean, that's that's the ultimate gift. Um, you know, I have had to, over the course of my career, make slight changes in my trajectory in order to keep working. You know, like I, when, when one thing kind of start, stops working, you kind of veer your career into another place. And, you know, I've had, I've had big times in kids' television and then, I wanted to get out of kids' television, so I wrote myself out of that. I wrote a spec to try to sell in order to get out of kids' television. I love horror, and I've been doing a lot of horror. I'm working on one of my, I'm working on a one of my favorite movie franchises since I was a kid. I can't really talk about it right oh, now, boy. but I'm writing the script that I dreamed of writing as a kid. I know what um, it is. I know it is. I'm not allowed to say. Don't even. Don't, don't even. even. I'm not, yeah. Okay. yeah. But I'm telling you, um, it's really big. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so, but then you write horror movies and then everyone sees you as a horror writer and then right. you're not getting the, the, the meetings for the gigantic blockbusters. So then you've got to backtrack off of that a little bit and huh. turn your career a little bit more. Um, one way that I've kind of, tr- I've, I've think that I've helped myself is I try to section off all those things. So I have one of my writing partners, Pete Goldfinger, um, is I, I tend to work in the horror world with him um, so that when people see our names together, they're kind of associated with horror. Um, another one of my writing partners, Bobby Florsheim, we tend to do the kind of big summary, blockbustery kind of stuff, either writing or script doctoring and that kind of thing. Um, so when my name is on with him, it is focused on a certain aspect of screenwriting. Um, and then I try to do my own things and the, the stuff that I tend to do solo are more smaller, um, more passion projects. 
And uh, and what are you working on right now? That uh, well, of course, there's the big franchise thing we can't talk about. But but uh, what what is the thing you're most passionate about right now? I, you know, you see the 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 screenwriting world turning more and more toward television. So right now is as a lot of your listeners will know, it's pitch season for television. So I found a show that I'm really, really, really excited about. And I've just started the going out to producers. And the way that it works is you go out to a producer first and get them excited about your project. And then that producer takes you to whatever studio that they have a deal with. Um, and then you try to sell it to their that studio, and then that studio has to deal with the network, and then you. So there's several steps along the way, but I'm at the producer phase right now, and I've gotten some great feedback and some uh, some excitement from the producers that I'm going in on this project. That, and it's a little different from what I'm used to. You know, I, the, the the last shows that I've sold have been more in the sitcom world, and this is. I think everybody kind of fell in love with True Detective, and this is kind of my my version of True Detective. It's a more horror bent because that's what I love. Um, but that's what I'm really passionate about right now is, is is trying to sell this show that I'm just over the moon about. And when you say you know you've sold shows before, and those go into pilot and don't necessarily get made, but you're you're selling them. So sometimes when people listen, they go, wait a second, he sold a show, but I'm not seeing a show. Yeah. Can you explain how that works a little yeah, bit? Yeah, yeah. The way that it works is that you, uh, you know, obviously you're hoping your show gets on the air, but this, uh, between all of the different networks and cable companies, they're purchasing hundreds and hundreds of shows every single year. Um, you know, most of your networks are, you know, they, they might be paying for between 30 and 50 scripts in one given year, hoping that they find six shows that they love enough to shoot and those shows get shot as a pilot. And then of those six shows that get shot of a pilot, maybe one or two will make it to the air. Um, and one of the nice things about being a writer is you get a lot of, you know, if, if you're, if you've got people that want to work with you, you have cracks at the ball at that. Everyone's hoping that they get their modern family on the air or their true detective or their, I mean, something like CSI, you're, oh, you're, yeah. you're done. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, after 10 years of, of writing, you're done. Um, but, uh, so I've sold projects to the CW, to the WB, to NBC. I've worked with DreamWorks. I've, I've worked with a lot of these companies selling shows that I've been passionate about and been really excited about, but for one reason or the other, they didn't sell. For instance, like my first show that I ever sold, I sold with Pete Goldfinger and it was a, um, it was called The Nanny, and it was uh, at uh, WB. And uh, we wrote a, a draft that we were very, very excited about. But then at the exact same time, um, there was another project uh, by, oh, I forget what his name was. It was it was the guy who played Coach, I think. And he had a show that was being developed at the same time, and it was called Commando Nanny. And our project was a nanny show, and their project was a nanny show. So because they had a star attached, their show went. And um, I don't think, I think they shot their show and maybe shot three or four episodes, and then it died. Um, but my show got canceled because of that. So you're working, you're making money, you're, you're developing relationships with producers and studios and networks, which is great. Um, but you don't always get on the air. 
Maybe um, if you'd called it Hot Nanny, and the, you know, nanny? I yeah. think that would have beat out Commando <laughs> Nanny, Nanny Triple X. Yes, yeah, that's that's kind of yeah in my my wheelhouse. <laughs> we do have Piranha Double D. Oh yeah, yeah, right? right? Yes, yeah, that was the sequel, Piranha Three Double D. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Now you're you're you know you've always you know you've been a successful working writer for years and always an aspiring director and then got your chance to direct your your first movie and you've been directing for a couple of years now what is it like when you're directing something that you haven't written because um three of your projects right three three things that you've directed yeah well the last i've done i think since i've been on your show i've directed three films and i've actually taken a slight break off of writing just to direct because it's a passion of mine and as much as I love writing, I love being on set. I love working with actors. I love working with producers. I, I love I, I love the just waking up in the morning and making a movie. Um, and you don't get that chance as much when you're when you're a writer. And a lot of times, when you're writing a movie, and some of the films that I've had made, you just kind of get tossed to the to the side. And sometimes they don't turn out the way you intended them to when you wrote the material. Um, so I've been trying to dip my foot in the in the pool a little bit more with writing. Um, but I've had like the last three movies that I've made. One I co-wrote with uh, my buddy Nick, who I think was on your your podcast, Nick Taravella. That was uh, Crawl Spates that Xander was in. And by the way, I just watched it yeah. on my way here, right? Oh, good, and then good. I had to leave my daughters and the two girls who were sleeping over alone for an hour until Pat came home. Let me tell you, I did not want to leave them alone after watching this movie. We're is that basically, why you were so anxious to get I, the I was, phone? I was a little anxious. <laughs> yeah. Basically, the premise is that there's a dude who's living in the crawl space of your house watching you every That happened second. to a friend of mine. <laughs> Wait, there was a, a real kidding. There was yeah. a real dude? Yeah, like a real life, you know, drifter was living in the crawl space of their get house. Out. And and he would like come and he knew their work schedule and stuff, so he would like come and go based on yeah yeah they that, thought they had raccoons and it was actually was your was your person. movie based on on his it, friend? it was not based on his friend no <laughs> um, I had read a couple of stories um, one specifically that took place in Japan about a family who had been living in a house for over a year with somebody living in there and it just uh, to to me what what it what it offered to me was an opportunity to tell a story that was a little more based in reality instead of your masked stalker right. you know um, super s- serial killer. Um, I was excited about kind of exploring a little bit of the background of the bad guy character and kind of not make him so just pure evil and, and play a little bit more with the, the kind of grays. Um, and our main character is a little bit, uh, isn't as good as you would hope that your main character would be. Um, but, uh, but it also gave me a chance to, I wanted to do like a thriller, but with horror kills. So mm-hmm. there are horror kills in the movie. I have, mm-hmm. you know, the kind of archetypal, when you're writing a horror movie, the, 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 my favorite part of that is coming up with creepy, crazy there ways to kill really people. There are some really creepy, crazy ways yeah, to kill people. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I was watching, I was like, that is so inventive. <laughs> I mean, I'm so proud. I want to die just like keeps that. keeps getting raised every year, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it was an opportunity to like do horror kills, but also tell a more, I think, uh, just it, the, the, the way that I approached the acting was to try to play it in a, in a, in a, real, in a real way, which um, we had some great actors and just, it, was, it was a fun time. So anyway, so we did that film and then the, the last two films I directed um, – 
there was uh there there they were one was with for the same uh company Vuguru that made crawl space and it was called feel so good and i got to write with uh, work with two great writers a guy named eric finkel and a guy named david spencer um and that was a teen comedy uh and it was the first time i had really kind of gone into the straight up big old R-rated teen comedy. Um, and then the one right after that was a movie called Hungover Games, uh, and that was written by a guy named uh, Kyle Anderson and another guy named David Bernstein. And Jamie Kennedy was the one who came up with a lot of the story for that. Um, and I got the job directing because of Jamie Kennedy. I just worked with him on Feel So Good. He had a cameo in, in that movie. And, uh, and he was actually slated to direct Hungover Games and then decided that, it, that he wasn't able to and then brought me in to direct um, based on our experience in the last film. So I was able to write with, with these other writers and it was so much fun because you feel like you're, you know, it, it, movie making is about teamwork. It's a, it's a, it's, it's a collaborative medium. And, in order, and, you know, sometimes as much as I love writing, um, I love hearing from other, you know, using other voices and, and kind of exploring the stuff that way. Um, but it was a blast. It was it was a lot of fun. Now, do you find yourself ever saying, okay, the, the, just the whole story point here doesn't work. As a director, we need this beat or we don't need this? Uh, 100%. I think coming at directing from a screenwriting um, foundation is incredibly helpful. Um, I also tried to not take over. You know, I wanted, I, I wanted to make sure that the their voices were being heard. It's so easy, you know. I, 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 I it would be so easy for me to just kind of go in and just start from scratch and rewrite everything. And I didn't want to do that. I wanted to back off. I wanted to be the director of the project. I certainly had ideas. We certainly, you know, worked together to come up with new scenes um, to help the scripts. Um, but I really tried to approach it more as a director. And, and I know from previous um, experiences that sometimes being a writer, on, especially on set, is really difficult. So I tried to include them as much as possible. I, you know, it was an open door on the set. Anytime they wanted to be there, they could be there. And I've had that experience before, and it's so nice as a writer. Um, when I wrote Sorority Row, um, we shot that in Pittsburgh, and the director, Stuart Hendler, um, he was just the coolest guy in the world and he had notes and we addressed notes and we made tons of changes to the script but it was always our script and it was we were on set and we were at the rehearsal process and we were able to talk to the actors and they came to us when they had questions mm. um, and then there's other projects where that doesn't happen at all and you're you know basically kicked off your own film you've come up with something that you're really excited about and then they not only don't allow you to be involved at all. They don't want you talking to anyone. They don't, you know, like that happened to me with Evan Almighty. Um, right. When we wrote uh, our script, Passion of the Ark, uh, we had, you know, we were, we were lucky to get invited to the premiere. Um, and I didn't even wind up going because I was so kind of emotionally <laughs> torn yeah. over what they did to our script. And we lost all credit on the, on the film because it was so, it was written from, rewritten from scratch. Wow. Now, you do, you, do you continue relationships with people who do that? I mean, or do you have to kind of like, because you're going to see them and work with companies, you have to yeah. kind of be like, hey, man, how you doing? Yeah, you know, I, I, look, at, at the end of the day, so for instance on that, I, um, I don't have a relationship with the director of that anymore. But the producer of it, uh, original films, I've probably written, you know, three or four movies for them and with them. We did To Catch a Thief at Paramount with them. We did The Spellman Files. 
um, that Laura Ziskin produced there. Um, uh, Manwich at Warner Brothers. All of those are with the same company that bought Passion of the Ark, and then and then we were, you know, dismissed. It's so interesting. I mean, it's it's you know, it shows what sort of okay, understanding the business, being a team player. Because I remember when this all went down, and you you know, you kept a really brave. Uh, face about it and you know you really kept a smile on your face through yeah, the whole thing yeah. and I think that really counts for something if you ask my wife and, and, and talk to her about the week that I was in bed crying uh, um, uh. but no I feel like that you know we, we started this conversation off about you know having worked in this business for 20 years and that's part of it it's about you know standing up and, and keeping those relationships strong um you know, in even something where I've had slightly uh, difficult relationships with some producers, um, you know, I, you try, and I'm not going to name them here, but you try to, to, to keep a brave face because you know you're going to be working with them again. Like one of the producers that I have a really difficult time with and is, 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 is a crazy company um you know i've worked with them five six times they're always coming back and i always say i'll never do it again and then i always do it again so it's fine you know it's just i, f- I feel that way about old boyfriends sometimes yeah. <laughs> um okay so 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 when you are actually rewriting something or i shouldn't say rewriting when you're writing something that has been made before like uh to catch a thief yes. for example um Tell me a little bit about that process. How true are you to the original? Uh, are you making any specific choices to make it more contemporary? What do you do? Yes. I, I love remakes, mm. um, but I like to approach the remakes from, a, from, a, a, from the place of these movies existed. And if there's they, they, they either were not good films and you're remaking them because you're trying to make a good film out of them, or they were great films. I mean, some of these movies... I loved Piranha. I absolutely oh, yeah, Piranha. The original Piranha, the original Piranha oh, yeah. was incredible. I loved that movie. So when we approached Piranha, um, it was more about what can we bring to it. What 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 is what can we, to, especially today, because that movie was very very yeah. specific to its time. Yeah, definitely. Um, and at the time, I it was about all right. Well, what, what's just fun? What's just crazy fun? I think that movie still holds the record for the most blood used in a movie. I mean, just like like we were on set, it was like hundreds of gallons of <laughs> fake blood being dumped into this into Lake Havasu. But that that came from you know we kind of stepped away from Piranha and we said, all right, what's what's the what's the one we want to tell? And it was Spring Break, Lake yeah. Havasu, you know, girls in bikinis and your life is hard, Josh. I know it's very <laughs> being difficult. on set must have been really tough. Yeah, we were we were only there for a couple of days. Alex did uh, some extensive rewrites on the script, uh-huh. um, but was was nice enough to invite us to hang out and uh, and it was a blast. It was yeah. just it was crazy, <laughs> crazy. I actually have I think there are a couple of shots from my Insta- on my Instagram account oh, yeah. of being behind the scenes and seeing some of that stuff happen. Yeah. So it's uh, it's something to check out. Well, no, to catch a thief, much more highbrow, much or- more highbrow, and and I've been a Hitchcock fan my entire life. Um, and you know, I feel like in a lot of ways, when you start rewriting any Hitchcock movie, you're just digging your own grave. I yeah, mean, you're right. just, you're just, there's no way you can succeed. So, um, so in that case, as opposed to coming at it and saying, all right, we're going to totally change everything. That one, we were a little more faithful to, to the original film. Um, one of the things I love about that movie, it's, it's probably one of 
Hitchcock's only straight up kind of banter movies. That movie just has a lot of great dialogue, just a lot of great dialogue. And he didn't tend to do that. You look at something like The Birds, there's not a lot of great banter in The Birds. But in that movie, it's all about the chemistry between the two leads. Um, And the way that we kind of came at that, I wrote that one with Bob, Bobby Florsheim. Um, was let's make this this really fun world traveling like we, we kind of we wrote it thinking all right now we're going to be on the set so let's write all of the places we want to go to like so Santorini like all of these like magnificent wonderful places <laughs> um, and uh, but we stayed very very um, um, in tune with the original's sense of humor and light touch and. Um, I, I hope that one gets made. I'm I'm excited about it. Yeah, uh, well, you know, if anybody goes back to listen to these shows, it's, you've been on this for. Oh uh, yeah, we've been yeah doing these shows for seven years. Yeah, you've talked about this for a while. These projects take a long time, yeah. I and mean, it's sort of the difference between yeah. feature and TV too. Piranha took ten years, I think, from the time we wrote it until it actually really? came out in the theaters. Um. Some of these things just take, they just take forever. Yeah, man, which was uh, a, a pitch of yours yeah. way back. Yeah, right? way, way back. So, yeah. it's, you know, it's, mm. it, it takes a lot of patience. Yeah. You know, and. Uh, and which is again, why I love some of the independent um, um, films now, because it's so much easier to get them made. So, like something like Man, which you're talking about a project, the way that it's written, the way that it's structured, um, it's a summer tentpole film so you're talking about it's it's at least a hundred million dollars to make that movie so you've got to get a studio to to find the perfect actor that can hold down a hundred million dollar movie um whereas something like hungover games and yes it's silly and and very dumb um it's something where I got a phone call and, and said, hey, w- Jamie's not going to be directing this. Are you interested? We start shooting in six weeks or something like that. So it was just a, it was a tornado, you know? So you go in and you start, lo- I was location scouting, I think before I even got, officially got the job. Um, just to get a jump on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so sometimes they happen in slow motion and sometimes they happen in, you know, in fast motion. So uh, yeah. When I, I was uh, emailing with Josh and doing everything last minute like I always do, and I asked uh, about some things that he might want to talk about, and you were really brave. You you mentioned something um, that it could be fun to, ch- to chat about projects I didn't get but worked on trying to get, and you <laughs> well, were going over a list the other day, and it, it's, it's kind of crazy. So I was just wondering if it, you mentioned it, so... Yeah, you know, yeah. I, I feel like, look, I, I've, been, I've been doing this long enough that I don't... I, 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 I've made good films, I've made bad films, I've struggled, I've, um, I've made things that I'm incredibly proud of and things that I'm like, oh God, I can't believe I, I did that. But one of the things I think it's important to understand being a writer in Hollywood, you work on so much more than you, the pitching process and trying to get the jobs takes up 80% of your time. And there are so many projects, I was looking over my, my list the other day of all of these projects that I thought of it because Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles came out this week, um, and oh, I don't even know when you're going to be airing this episode, but but it just it just came out, and I was remembering the phone call that I had on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and like so, 
what happens is a lot of times, and sometimes it's little things like that one. I didn't spend a lot of time on that one. We got a phone call from the producers said, we're planning on rebooting Ninja Turtles. What is your interest? And right now Xander's looking at me because he's like, really? I, I, I want to see that movie. <laughs> um, so do but I. Uh, yeah. Um, but so we got the phone call and this is what we want to do. Um, think about it. So I went away um, with my partner and we kind of came up with some ideas and thoughts and, you know, probably spent a day thinking of stuff. And then we called the producers back and said, this is what we're thinking. Um, and I remember specifically that one of the things that we wanted to do was we wanted, we, 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 we were thinking that you'd have to, it would have to be some kind of a, um, a project where you kind of see how they started. It, you couldn't just start it. You know, I wanted to know how the Teenage Mutant Ninja started. Yeah, 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 yeah. An yeah. origin story. Yeah. Um, and they said, we're not interested in an origin story. Um, and that was it. So, you know, that was only a day that we worked it, which isn't that big of a deal, but it's a day, it's a day of writing. It's a day <laughs> that you're not writing the stuff, the other stuff. Um, and of course, I think though there is an origin story in this. I think there is. I think there, there is. Yeah. yeah I don't yeah. know. I haven't seen it, but I heard that. Yeah. Is, so. But we got, we, we, we walked away from it specifically. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure it was a mutual walk away. We didn't say F you guys, we are not interested anymore, but, uh, yeah, but but then I started thinking about all of these other projects, and I was looking through my list because I have folders on everything that I've done for the past you know twenty years. So like just to name a few of the things that I tried to get and didn't get, and some of these are embarrassing, like Children of the Corn remake. Like, oh, yeah. why didn't I get that? Hellraiser. Why didn't I get that? Um, and then some of them go way back. Like I pitched on I know what you did last summer part two oh, yeah. that I I love that franchise. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I went in, and I think, oh, you know what? That, that I think that was at Original. I think that was Neil Mertz's company, which we were just talking oh, about, yeah, who has was, since yeah. hired me to write all of these other films. But I didn't get that movie. I was a, really young at the time. I was a baby writer then. Um, but I came up, I, 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 I punched up my pitch, and it's 15 pages long. I spent, I must have spent three weeks working up a pitch wow. and thinking about all the characters and coming up with ideas for them. Um, and like I even remember the uh, the opening of my scene for I know what you did last summer too was I don't know if you remember but the first one ended with the main girls kind of standing in front of a mirror and the fisherman the bad guy fisherman jumps out of the mirror at her and then it cuts to black and that's the end of the show yep. and I was thinking what I want to do is I want to start with him leaping out at us at the opening scene and start like with a ten minute chase scene through the dorms and through all of that kind of stuff with your main character and the fisherman. Um, and I had the full thing laid out and didn't get the job. And then of course, and I, I the, the script that I submitted for, I know what you did last summer too, was a script called that I had written. It was a, it was one of my very, very first scripts I ever wrote that never sold, never got made, but it was called club dead. And it was about a bunch of kids on an Island and of course, the movie that they made for I Know What You Did Last Summer 2 was it took place on an island. That's right. Like, that's right. Oh, man, that's hard. Like, oh. Those but, are just... Yeah, like, I mean, that happens. It absolutely yeah. I should have gone in and pitched the script that they read for the thing, and maybe I would have gotten the job. Um, but so that's like three weeks of my life. I pitched on um, Nurse 3D. Nurse? Oh, Nurse. Nurse 3D. Nurse 3D. It came out last... Um, a couple of months ago went straight to DVD oh, yeah, yeah. Um, it was a new line movie but I, I tried to get that um, uh, I was up for a, I was flown to New York City to meet with Howard Stern with my partner Bobby for they were going to make Porky's this is going back like 10 years ago Porky's so 
I know I had 10 to 20 meetings on Porky's with the producers here, and then we got it to a place where they wanted Howard to hear it, so they flew us out to New York, and we hung out with Howard in his in his big old gigantic. It's, it's like his his apartment takes up the entire floor, and we pitched Howard Stern Porky's. Oh and, my god! Uh, and they wound up, uh, and then we we still we had many conversations with Howard afterward about it, but they didn't hire us. They hired somebody else. They hired a writer that was represented by Howard's manager instead. Uh. Um, but that was that was two months of my life. And it was like um, 25, 30 meetings. Twenty, yeah, probably like twenty-five middle? meetings on that. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Um, but you got to hang out with Howard Stern. I got to hang out with Howard Stern. <laughs> the one, one, one really c- kind of cool thing was that when when we started the pitch, he had this like Captain Kirk chair where like he would push a button and all the shades would like close. And this was this was like ten years like before that kind right. of stuff would happen. Right. Yeah. Um, we uh, Bobby and I went in and we pitched on Marvel's The Runaways, which is what is a really cool property, and we were so. We wanted that job so bad. I wanted that job so bad. And the writer who eventually got it became their one of their biggest writers. Like he wrote uh, Iron Man three, and like he's like their dude. So had we gotten that, maybe I, you know, uh, my life could have turned around because of that. But that didn't happen. Um, the toy remake, Meatballs, um, all of me, Billy Liar, that movie that just oh, came out a yeah, little while ago. Yeah. I was in on that at MGM, probably. 17 years ago so they've been trying to make that movie for at least 17 years um dumb and dumberer the not not the not the recent one but the sequel that it was supposed to be the boys going back you know the the earlier one the Mm -hmm. the prequel the love bug um valentine gilligan's island i mean it there's so many of these projects that i spent weeks 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 of my life trying to get like dumb and dumber i remember spending oh I probably was working on that for two to three weeks, and I have a 20-page document on my computer of, like, what I would do with the project, which is not what they did. Um, But, you know, it's just... It's part of a writer's life. A part of a writer's life is not getting the job. Do you you still uh, pitch... Word by word. I mean, Josh was was well known for memorizing every yes. single word, every single um, wow. every single yes. so. Yes. Do you, and yes. you still do that. I still do that. Yeah. I, I have a really hard time because I go off on so many tangents and I can tend to just 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 start to roll down a mountain that I shouldn't be rolling down and it just keeps going and going and going and going. Um, I need it all to be written out. And you're right. And I think I even mentioned this on my last podcast. Usually when I'm pitching with a partner, a lot of times in the document it'll itself, it'll say, oh, and what was that? And it's written out like, oh, what was that? And it's all just a transition to my partner to say, oh yeah, and then this. So, you know, it's- Little setups. Yeah, and, yeah but it's, yeah. It's, a mon- it's a performance, it's a monologue. Right. And that's what I'm doing right now with my TV pitch that I'm going out with right now. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, it's a 10 page, 25 minute from start to finish. It opens up with, you know, me saying why I'm excited to tell this story and, and talks background my the tv show that i'm pitching right now i'm not going to go into detail about exactly what it is but like it has to do with split personality disorder so one of the characters has split personality disorder and i start the pitch off um talking about me as a writer you know writing you know uh you know piranha 3d but then also writing you know Good luck, Chuck. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, and me as a writer having a little bit of this split personality disorder. So it's just ways of like getting into the pitch, 
you know, there's always that kind of small talk beforehand. And I even map out my small talk beforehand just so that I'm not stumbling over myself when well, I'm talking. Interesting. Are you yeah. ready? Are you talking to me from a script right yeah, now? I'm starting I know, to I know, I know, I know. Do you hear the pages <laughs> crinkling? I'm wondering if these past 20 years, it's just like, it's I'm just, just going to find the 20 years. It's just an elaborate <laughs> script that he's already written. Your whole friendship was scripted. I was wondering how he got Lila to marry him. Now I'm catching he on. He scripted it into it, you know. <laughs> Did you see the, 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 the post that I posted of Pilar on our Facebook page? <gasps> oh my she God. She got so mad at no, me. No, Josh, seen it. Josh, so mad at me. <laughs> Shut up! You are so lucky. Do you do you friend any of your any of your listeners on your Facebook or no? Uh sometimes. sometimes. But I certainly won't now. No. I, oh, it's not awesome! Swear if, in if, front of if, your... if, if if you have if you're friends oh, with no. with Pilar on no. Facebook, go and, and search. It's a great I video. Hate you. It's a great video. Hate, okay, I'll just I'll just out myself. About I haven't it. So seen it when yet, I first so. met Josh. I was. 21 or something like that and we were doing a tour of Greece in Florida with no money and we were going to all of these 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 theaters that had just blue hair like, theaters kind yeah, of, yeah, you yeah, know? Yeah. and I was playing Rizzo and uh, awesome that makes sense <laughs> Awesome! I can sing it. Yeah. I can sing it, dude. You were awesome. But You're I'm, a great but, singer. But I'm not that great a dancer, and I can never, <laughs> I can never follow a routine. Let's just say that. And he caught me trying to figure out this routine to beauty school dropout, and I'm like one beat behind everybody. everybody. And she's like looking over and like giving up halfway through, and then starting and then giving up again. Oh, it's the best. It's oh, so amazing. bad. It's so bad. And I woke up that morning. Well, I was. Uh, okay, Pat was still sleeping, which is rare anyway, and I'm I'm like getting ready for something, and he goes, uh, "Just posted something of you on Facebook," <laughs> and I went, "What?" He goes, "You're not gonna like it." <laughs> went and I saw this video and like my mind blew and then I was like you know what just go with it that's just who you are and then I wrote Josh a letter like do not post anything else oh I've got much worse videos than you I know you do I know I mean you know a kindred spirit when I say Josh knew me when oh yeah he knew me oh my I like your style I like your style oh my god I've also gotten in trouble for things yeah well you know yeah stop it Maybe guys, we just love you that much. Leave me alone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't have it good to begin with. <laughs> oh my god! She was cute back then too. I'm I, cute uh, now. I mean, she's cute now. She's I, oh, that was really bad. I shouldn't have said it. she yeah. was. She's always been. She's always been as cute as she is now. <laughs> But she was a little fireball. She was awesome. <laughs> she still is. She is. Yeah, yeah. Whatever, guys. So, so, so uh, now I'm now I'm. Uh, uh, so, so okay. So you're pitching a TV show. Yeah. Um, you moved managers. You moved over to Circle of Confusion. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I'm really excited about that. Um, That's you, cool. Uh, you're, you know, you're just constantly, constantly putting out material. So. Based on the fact that sometimes you get it and sometimes you don't, but you have longevity, you work. Um, is there something you can leave us with as far as like, what's your pep talk? What? Yeah. You know, yeah. your life is kind of your pep talk, but but, but is there yeah. anything specific no, anybody can grab on? Sure, of course. Yeah, no, I, look, I, I, I feel like one of the reasons why I'm always writing on so many different things is because you're going to lose those. You're going to lose a lot of projects and things aren't going to work out the way you want them to do. So like right now, for instance, I'm writing a spec. Um, I'm writing a spec with my partner, Bobby, that I'm really excited about. We, I haven't written a spec in years. Um, 
but it's an opportunity to write what you want to write instead of what the you know what the what the suits want you to write, which is exciting. Um, I'm pitching three different movies um, with different producers, and then I'm pitching two different TV shows, um, and then I'm going out on the little the little things here and there. You know, a directing project pops up, and I go in to you know try to try to get that job. But for me, I think what's exciting. I, like for like we were just we were just talking a, a second ago about all the projects I didn't get, and what you need to remember is that you don't you don't you don't throw those away and just say oh what a failure I I failed and therefore you know you're able to kind of glean information from why it didn't work and not only that but sometimes you find things in that material like for instance Valentine is a perfect example Valentine I went in on. And in the pitch for Valentine, I had two scenes in Valentine that I loved. And why I didn't get the movie Valentine, the sequel to Valentine, I don't know. I mean, they went with somebody else, and I, I don't even remember if the movie got made. It must have. I, I don't know. But I, I spent a ton of time on these two scenes that I was so excited about and didn't get the job. But then those two scenes... One scene opens up Sorority Row, and I think it's the, one of the coolest scenes in the movie. And it's like a fifteen-minute scene where one of the one of the the uh, the girls gets kind of killed with a tire iron through the chest. Oh yeah! But it was a really, I mean, the the way that Stewart did it, I think, is what really makes it great. Um, but it came back like all of a sudden. I spent so much time, I didn't get the job, and then you find a way and you're like, oh, that, that, this scene, this would totally fit in here. And there were actually two scenes in that movie. There was one scene that was the opening story he wrote and there was another scene that we wrote um, that, uh, that was, it was a, a scene that I loved about uh, two kids in a van who wind up making out and one of them handcuffs, they're playing with handcuffs and, and while they're having sex, their van rolls into the water and one of them's like drowning as the handcuffs and, and it, the, the car is filling up with water and we wound up putting it into the original Piranha script. That said, when we wrote it for the original Piranha script, it, they didn't have the budget to shoot it. It was, it was too expensive to make. So we got axed from the script and, and, and went on the cutting room floor. But then when they were making Prada 3D Part 2, they were like, hey, let's take that scene. So all of a sudden, a uh. scene that had been I had used to sell Piranha um, had originally kind of come from an old pitch that I didn't get for Valentine and then shows up in a movie for the sequel to Piranha that I didn't, didn't write. write. Yeah. So, you know, it's like you just have to know that it's all going to work out. Like there's, you're going to, it's not always going to work out how you intended it to work out. Mm -hmm. Um, but you're going to find, you're going to find your way through. So I think that's the, the, the biggest thing to kind of impart. And that's kind of how you detach from the, I didn't get that or it, exactly. It got it'll cut or yeah. yeah. It'll, 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 it'll all come back. And also all those relationships, right? Yes. Like that oh my God. It, you sort of leave, if you leave one project, not getting it, it leads you to something else. I've never yes. met anybody who knows Josh, who has not said amazing things about him. You know, they, they actually get excited when they know I know Josh. They're like, Oh, oh my God. Ah. So I think it's just that idea of like, everybody wants to have him in the room. And, uh, and, and so even if it's not this project, if somebody else is really anxious to say, you got to see this guy. So That's nice of you to say. Ju- I think yeah. it's a complete lie. Well, I'm lie, still talking but... to you. I'm still talking to you. Even though you, you post <laughs> well, it can't, about it me can't be a lie, given your, your track record. It can't be a lie, right? You know what? I was just thinking about that show. So, I, so, so the, the stupid 
this grease. awful grease thing. So so um, Josh was directing it, by the way, and he oh, was okay. he was a were, baby. Were you acting it as well? I was not. Was I was just the director, and okay. I was like nineteen. Yeah, or something nineteen like that. years old, younger than I was. Okay, and so he. Um, but the show was running really long, and we needed to tighten it up. And you know what I remember is sitting right. down with that script with you, and I edited it. Do you remember? I do remember that. I, oh I my like, god, you're right. Get rid of this scene. Get rid of that. Yeah. Scene. Oh, no way. And it's so funny because yeah. that's, it's oh, like, that's oh that's what very, I do. Yeah. Well. <laughs> oh my god, I told you are. I totally remember that. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So wow. Cut two. That's what I yeah. do now. And then <laughs> the show was ten minutes long. <laughs> She likes to cut. There was a lot of fat in that original, original thing. All your dance numbers got cut. I should have cut my dance, dance numbers. Why didn't I do that? Oh, what funny. was I thinking? That's Josh, funny. thank you so much. I want to thank Xander as well. Bye. Goodbye. <laughs> oh, wait. I need you to, to stick around for just one second because you're going you're gonna to sign us out. Um, uh, Josh, if people want to follow you yes. or see your work or I've, what should they watch? I've got Instagram and Twitter, which is both at my name, Josh Stolberg, J-O-S-H-S-T-O-L-B-E-R-G. But really, I, I keep in touch with most people through my website, which is joshstolberg.com. And there you can see clips from my movies. You can see trailers from every single one of my movies. You can see the photography. I do a lot of photography, um, artwork, and uh there's lots of ways to contact me. You can reach out, and I love kind of chatting. I wind up a lot of times answering questions on my blog, and um, find me, joshstolberg.com. Excellent, excellent. Ooh. And Adip, at Adip, at Adip, right? A-A-D-I-P. Wonderful. And uh, as you know, you can go to onthepage.tv. I want to thank Scotty Cornfield for donating $25 to Scotty this show. Scotty Cornfield. Scotty, you know Scotty, mm-hmm. right? Actually, Scotty, um, by the time this comes out, we'll have taught a uh, cops class for me. Um, we're, we're doing a, a class here on cops and writing cops and doctors. Mm-hmm. And he's a cop who writes. Sweet. So, yeah, so he's going to be talking about that. When and, is that? I want to come see that. Um, actually, that's that's at the end of this month. By oh, really? the time this is out, it'll have passed, but it's at the end of this month. You Let me come. know about that. I want to I come to that. I think it's going to be really, really yeah. good. Um, so thank you, Scotty, for teaching, and thank you very much for contributing. If anybody wants to contribute to the podcast, go to onthepage.tv, go to the podcast page, and you'll see the button and all that stuff. Um, but I'd also love to see you in class, so check out the classes that are on the site. Okay, uh, Xander, this is how we do it, right? I say thank you to your dad, and then I say thank you to Adip, and then I say thank you to everybody who's listening, and then we say have a good writing week. So can you remember have a good writing week? Okay, ready? So thank you to Josh. Thank you. Thank you to Adip. Yep. Thank you to everybody who's listening, and have um, a good writing week. Yes. Boom. <laughs>